I listen when you hear that intro, you know it's going to be a good time. Just, yeah, right. I love it, man. <laughs> good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Let's Talk Movies. We're your hosts, I'm Brad. I'm Miguel. And welcome to episode number 12 of Purely and Simply Evil, second episode of season two. This morning, we are talking the greatness that be A Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2, Freddy's Revenge. It's definitely one of the most uh, discussed movies in this franchise. Um, I love this movie. I've come to really appreciate it for uh, for kind of what it is, even though, I mean, there's a million things wrong with it, but um, it's a really fun ride. And I think Freddy is at his greatest in this movie, even if they kind of rewrote the rules. So, but we're going to talk about it, man. We're going to get there. We're going to take a deep dive into this movie. Um, so Miguel, buddy, how are you doing this morning? <clears throat> Happy Saturday morning. Happy Saturday morning. Yeah. We're ready to talk about this. Uh, Cause I know we're going to have two polar opposite opinions of this fucking movie. So Yeah. <laughs> Which I, mean, I didn't expect, by the way. I actually, going into it, I thought that you were going to really like it. Yeah, because guys, I'm going to be honest. I didn't like it. Wild it is. He was not a fan. I, which, And that kind of makes me curious. I thought you would really enjoy the Nightmare movies. Um, maybe even a little bit more than Halloween. Because, you, like, you know, we've said this before. This is part of the purpose of this show and how this show came to be was, you know, I'm a big horror fan, Miguel in the past has not been you know um so it's like introducing you to it as well but i i really thought just because these are and i don't know maybe as we go on you'll enjoy the elm streets more just because um they get so wild and crazy like we're not even we're not even to like the crazy yet you know what i mean Part yeah like where we really start to yeah get like they set the bar really low for me so i could see know? this come i could see this going either way so I don't know. And for me, like the Elm Street movies, you know, and we'll I guess we might do a ranking at some point. But I mean, honestly, there's for me, they kind of go almost in order. I mean, two and three are kind of interchangeable for me. Like, I don't really um, I don't know. It, it, depending on the day, I would put two over three or three over two. I mean, who knows? So uh, oh. Art Wishwood is with us, buddy. He says, <laughs> He says, Daddy Braddy and Mommy Miguel. So we know in this relationship, uh, I'm Daddy and you're Mommy. Let's just say that. Boy, if you think I'm <laughs> catching, you got another thing coming, you fucks. I hate you. No, do you know what's even uh, more funny? Uh, is the fact that, like, say what you will, but guess what? I want you to, like, Brad's nickname on my phone, he gave it to me. Oh, no, not him. I didn't uh, give it to you. I, yeah, I one of one of I his students, he told me a story about college. one of his students that called him, like, it like, like couldn't of... figure out his... No, I, You're going like, to somebody... This was not one of my current... This was not a student. This was from college. This was, like, yeah. when I was in college. Somebody in college gave me that name. Well, someone gave him that name because he couldn't say his uh. name. So they called him Big Puppy Braddy Daddy, and Brad told me that. And I was like, dog, I'm going to let you know. That's now your name on my phone. So yeah. since then, since college, it's been big poppy bratty daddy. So there yeah. you go. College is college is a fun time. It's an interesting time. Uh, Art says this is going to be the morning's uh, hottest court case. Oh, I don't know about that Johnny Depp case, man, dude. I am course hottest course case. I course case. Yeah. Oh well, whatever. I I am loving watching Amber Heard make a fool of herself on uh, on live TV. Like I absolutely love it. Because I I really think this is going to come out well for Johnny. I do. So and he's got ties to Elm Street too. So we're still on topic, right? Yeah, right for sure. And uh, 
I don't know. It's just the whole fucking court thing is fucking cracking me up. It's just the way they have to act in court is hilarious. Because I remember I it was it got to the portion where they were talking about like you know <laughs> Amber, how Amber Heard like literally just dropped a deuce on his bed, yeah. and Johnny literally couldn't say that, so he had to say like uh, fecal matter delivery on my mattress. I was like, you really couldn't let him say he the bitch took a shit on well, my bed. It, it, there was a meme and it was like Johnny Depp walking into his bedroom in the morning and he walks in and it's Jeff Goldblum at Jurassic Park when he's standing in front of the thing and he goes, that is one big pile of shit. That is one big pile of shit. <laughs> Bro, but it's it was, like, it was if you worse, watch your lawyer no, what's, stuff, though, what's, like, yeah, they're like making fools of themselves. Bro, like, Johnny, like, Johnny is so fucking popping that like Amber Heard's lawyer is a fan of Johnny Depp. But it's not even, I don't even think it's that. It's just like the questions that they've asked, like the the one video I was was actually watching this morning, it was like a 10 minute clip. um, And they they have, I don't even, I forget who it was. They've had so many people up on the stand now, but there was some guy on the stand and he's like, so, you know, he was standing in the foyer or whatever. And he was like, you know, and Mr. Depp, he he had his penis out, right? Mr. Depp was trying to urinate and he was like, well, I think I would have known if he had his penis out. So no, <laughs> and Johnny Objection. just started laughing. Objection. Like the whole court just Objection. started laughing. Hearsay. You know what I mean? Like they're Objection. doing object, but like Hearsay. he's objecting to like his own questions and stuff. Like it's yeah, just yeah. it's 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 such a mess, man. Uh, I'm I'm really I'm happy for Johnny, man. I, and again, we know he's not a perfect dude, but I mean, who is? I, you know, he's had his issues, but I think he's been really poorly treated i mean you know people are so quick to judge other people especially when they're in the celebrity limelight you know like yeah exactly i just don't like this whole like this whole thing is fucking ridiculous because there's plenty of like cases like this being brought all over the fucking uh yeah uh globe or nation and it's just fuck it blows my mind that like when I think of lawyers, they're like supposed to be like really like hardcore like professional stuff like that. But then you watch this case right here; it's it looks like a fucking playground. Yeah, like it's like a bunch of well, kids just arguing at one another. It's like, bro, this almost looks like European Parliament. No offense, but guys. like it's the same thing. Like I, I did our seventy first episode <clears throat> last night, and like it's the same thing. Like Jeffrey Dean Morgan actually got on Twitter and roasted people because of how mean they're being they're all because like with the walking dead thing like melissa mcbride's left the daryl carroll show and you know and it wasn't like she wants to leave like she they're looking for other opportunities to like use carol but she just she they're filming in europe and she can't move to europe right now and everybody's like norman Reedus is just greedy now he thinks the show is his now that andrew lincoln's not like the main star anymore and he's trying to boot her out so he can get all the money and top billing and i was like bro have you like have we been watching the same cast for the last almost 13 years? You know what I mean? Like, come on. I I, I sincerely doubt that, especially like when you look at like how much of a relationship all of these people have had. I mean, they have given almost 13 years of their lives to that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just don't I, I don't understand. And the same thing with Johnny Depp. Like, so like he is he is one of the most beloved people on the planet and suddenly you know i even disney like i disagree with the way disney handled it like you know and i think people are coming back around i mean i think the majority of people are in johnny nah Depp, nah you know? he lost he lost pirates but, he lost all that i shit, know and, and it's what, a shame because like, i tell that's you what done you know if you want if you want to buy something if you want to support a brand support uh savage dior because they're the only ones who stuck with johnny He's, depp even through all of his court cases and all of this bullshit, like back when it was like high about him, 
He was still having commercials. He was bro, still well, on commercial with Savage or I was like, bro, I need to buy me a bottle. Just, it, just dude, it, like I don't like that smell. <laughs> We've talked about this like on on the show before. Like I was I was a huge Pirates of the Caribbean fan, like massive, loved them. And he was, you know, it, it kind of makes me a little emotional, like when I watched it, because he was like, you know, I've already lost, like, no matter how this court case turns out, like, he was like, I wanted to give Jack Sparrow a proper bo- a goodbye. And now I can't do that anymore. You know, like, yeah, it's yeah. just like, damn, man, like, such a talented, good guy. And I, I he's also if you want to support him, too, he's also got these. I don't understand the whole NFT thing. I don't I'm I'm not going to pretend I understand crypto and all that. But he's got like. He made like he's a really cool artist and he does all these um he does like you know abstract art and, paintings. Yeah, he does picture. I mean he actually paints it, but they sell them, I guess, as the NFT things, like you know, and it's pictures of celebrities and encounters he's had and just you know, all these different things. But I mean so, that's pretty cool. If you want to support Johnny, that's yeah, one way to get I, out of your contracts. <laughs> so uh art says Miguel is that wine I approve. Are you drinking wine this morning at 10, what, 1030, a little after 1040? Bro, dog, it's Perrier. <laughs> I, and he also likes my cup. Thanks, man. I'm drinking uh, this pumpkin spice tea. I'm, yeah. I, I was in the mood for. We are so off season years. right now. It's not even funny. Who cares? I don't care. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to. It's trying always to Halloween off. in my house. So, yeah, I'm trying to cut off like a lot of my soda drinking because that shit really do be uh, making you bloated. So, yeah, I pretty much drink I like <laughs> water now. That's fair. I'm so white. It's fucking insane. <laughs> Pellegrino and Perrier. I get it. Uh, Art says, I love the Pirates ride at Disneyland. Always a good, fun time. I used to question whether those people eating at the restaurant at the beginning were real or robots. Um, I, I've never been to Disneyland. Like, I'm from Florida, so I, I've always <clears> been a Disney <throat> World guy. I'll always be of the mindset that Disney World is superior. But we, um, you know, we haven't been in. I, it's been probably going on a decade since I've been but um well, you better hurry up for prices fucking skyrocket oh well they've already skyrocketed i mean that's too late for that i, I actually was just talking to my parents i was like i really want to go back like like take like a big family trip and, and what they say uh you trump need to take a loan of a million dollars so you can exactly. afford it you got to take that donald trump loan in order to go it's ridiculous and it yeah. didn't used to be that way walt disney's probably rolling in his grave because that was not how he wanted it he wanted disney world to be for everybody you know what i mean like he felt like yeah. everybody should have the chance like to go to this place that evolves it evolves over time but whatever and now that I it's like you back. know not self-governing um, and has to pay taxes yeah the, the price know, is gonna right? go fuck up hey, if, if you think prices are high just wait well, no. and it's florida residents up. florida residents are gonna be pissed because they have to pay those taxes now like they're paying for all of disney world stuff that disney world used to you know what i mean it, it's 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 crazy, man. It, DeSantis, fuck you, dog. You, I don't know that, why that, that was a shot in the foot. I don't know what the fuck's wrong with you, dog. That was a shot in the foot. I'm not even a Floridian, well, and I know that was a bad move. Well, he said, like, you know these... what? Disney's too powerful. We need to we need to put a stop to it. You think you're gonna? Oh put wait, a stop to all Disney of my people. Wait, all of all of my uh, citizens are not gonna pay for it. I feel like you just helped Disney with world domination right there. I know, right? Like you, like it's arguably the most uh, right up there with Apple and whoever else. Like you know. Yeah, Probably exactly. So it's like influential company on the face of the planet. But yeah, whatever. I, do you do you I remember? Digress. Do you remember my fucking rant about like how Disney takes over the world? Like I read yeah. the script. Of, I like, actually, how, I was just I I was thinking about like rewatching that after like I got the news that Disney was no longer like self governing. I was like, this that's how it starts. This you try to take their power thing. away, and then this they is take the beginning over of World War Disney. 
Everybody's yeah, worried about Disney. Russia, but we really this is World War Disney. They're about to take over the world. It's gonna yeah, be right. like the Ultron robots, but it's like like do you remember the picture Mickey, where it's Mickey got bots? Like, That's what like it is. The, they call them like Mickey the, bots. It's like the Mickey statue, but it's all all the all it's like SWAT team people, but like the things have ears on them and the it yeah, has like yeah. the Mickey. It's got like the Mickey Mouse, like the Disney logo and stuff on it. Like that's awesome, man. I uh, can our, imagine like a bunch of animatronic uh Mickeys taking over the world. And the only person that could save us is Nick Cage because of Willy's Wonderland. The way he rocked their fucking socks off. I could see that. I needed I need a movie that's Nick Cage versus Mickey Mouse. Watch Willy's Wonderland because it's damn near, damn near the same. Literally, I'm sure I've heard that that sound in that movie too. So, Goofy, open this door. <laughs> that the the TikTok, did Mickey, open this door right now. No, <laughs> you just hear like the sound breaking. Uh, Art, which one is there? A Knott's Berry Farm in Kentucky. I don't know what that is. So probably Knott's well, Berry. I, don't know, I, think, might be. I think that's a vineyard, isn't it? Is it? Let's see. Knott's. Wow, I can't type. I hate everything. Um, oh, it's a theme park. It's a theme park. No, there's not one in Kentucky. Um, the we have is Kentucky Kingdom still open? I never went there. Is that still uh, okay? Six Flags Kentucky Kingdom? Yes, it's still very much open, okay. my guy. Where Where is that? I don't even know where it is. Is it in Louisville or Bowling Green? Where Where no, is it? I've never been there. No, Six Flags Six Flags Kentucky Kingdom is in Louisville, and then uh, Kings Island is in. Cincinnati. I know where Kings Island is. It's at, Kings okay. Island is actually a little north of of, uh, <clears throat> of Cincinnati. Oh fuck off! But, Ohio's only known for Cincinnati, so eat my ass. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, what about Cleveland and Columbus? Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah, no, get the fuck out. <laughs> do you do you remember the? Uh, listen, we went to Cleveland, Julia and I, on vacation. Uh, God, when was that? It was I guess in the f- yeah in the fall we went to Cleveland. It was cool. I don't understand to... why everybody hates on Cleveland. It was a cool place. It was cool, man. We enjoy. I mean, it's it's very. I think part of the problem it's very working class, but like, I mean, come on. It, it just because it's working class that doesn't mean it's bad. You know what I mean? We went to the Christmas Story house. Like, it's it was, just the fact that you have uh, a multitude of different other options to go to. <laughs> and you everybody I mean? I've ever told has had that same reaction. Why would you go to Cleveland? I was like. What is this, man? Yeah. So, yeah. I always think of the uh, – we laughed about this. I Do you remember when Tosh.0 was on and Tosh – Is it still they, on? I don't, I don't know if it's still on. Um, it might be. Uh, they There was a video, and it was, like, talking about – it was a joke, like, a music video talking about how, like, crappy Cleveland is. And it was like, come on down to Cleveland Town, everyone. You can buy a house. You said something about you can buy a house for the price of a VCR. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like how it it's just working class it, it's a nice city it's just there's a lot of factories a lot of smoke lots of smog lots of it's just that kind of place but i mean yeah keep selling no, me dog keep selling it's, me it's no different than <laughs> a chicago or an la or a new york or you know what i mean somewhere like yeah Miami you find me going like, to like chicago or la fuck all that bro i'd rather go to cleveland than atlanta i can tell you that atlanta is garbage <laughs> at least atlanta has I'm, some JT, I'm sorry <laughs> Don't JT, don't hate me. <laughs> I was gonna but say, I, like, be careful. At least Atlanta has some excitement over there. Okay, I shouldn't say it's garbage. I, should, I, I apologize to anybody who lives in Atlanta. I shouldn't say that. Which no, I'm JT, from Florida. I'm sorry. I think don't don't garbage, unsubscribe. So, which I actually am from Florida, so I can say that. But um, all right, let's do this. Let's talk a Nightmare on Elm Street part. Did you? Oh, sorry. Two. What? 
Did I what? Did I? What? I was going to say, like, did you did you hear that? Did you hear that Florida is now one of the most expensive states in the world? Oh well, yeah. To live duh. in, bro, it's nothing. It, like, Florida is one of the most screwed up places on the planet. Like, yeah, it's like, it's. I don't know how to explain it. Like where where we lived in West Palm Beach, you could literally go and be in like one of the worst ghettos you've ever been in in your life and then go a street over and it's like three million dollar houses owned by rich white people. You know what I mean? Like it's and it's literally like 100 feet away. You cross the street and it's it's because every what's happening is like everybody is buying up all the land on the coast, like on the beach. And that's all privately owned now. Like the, like, you know, um, like I was talking with my grandmother about it, you know, before she passed, like uh, when I went like a couple years ago, I mean, literally like the airport in West Palm beach, like they had to close it like every week because Trump would fly in there. And it was like, it's killing business. It's killing business. It's killing business. But like the public beaches that I remember, first of all, the one public beach is just completely gone it's washed away because climate change and all the other ones are now private beaches so it's like you have like one little mile stretch of public beach that you can really go to if you want to so i don't know florida's florida's messed up everybody's like why would you have left florida and i was like bro it ain't it like it's not it sounds great but it ain't it i promise you it's not yeah if he would have stayed like another couple of years over there he probably would have turned out news (laughs) and it wouldn't even say his name it'd just be florida man brad would have turned into a florida man how do you know that? I could have maybe I could have moved to the Everglades and become like a, a gator wrestler. That would have been cool. Exactly. You'd become a Florida man. You'd be like, Florida man, uh, you know, loses his leg after trying to arm wrestle an alligator. Like, how the fuck did that Out work? Like, sleeping in the Everglades, probably getting yeah. malaria and whatever else. Um, but anyways, I digress. Let's talk about Freddy's nightmares. Uh for Freddy's nightmares, that's the wrong thing. Freddy's revenge. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2, Freddy's Revenge, released November 1st, 1985, written by David Chaskin, directed by Jack Shoulder. Uh, Wes Craven did not come back for this one, which interestingly mm-hmm. enough, though, Jack Shoulder also directed um, Alone in the Dark, which was another New Line cinema horror flick, but it was also his directorial debut. And I think that's a pretty successful movie. Um, is that a Was that a video game first? Alone in the Dark? Yeah. I forget. Look that up. I forget if it's a video game first. Um, Interestingly enough, Freddy's Revenge did not do super, super hot. Uh, Again, you know, it's just fun to look at it. Um, 33% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes, 41% tomato meter. So the critics review was a video game first. The critic, I I thought so. Um, You'll find this interesting. The critics reviews for Freddy's Revenge were actually a little bit better than the audience reviews, which is kind of strange because I think typically it's the other way around, especially for horror flicks. But uh, that's fine. You know why? Because the Hollywood foreign press, they're all a bunch of fucking vegetables. Yeah. Uh, uh, The critics consensus on Rotten Tomatoes says an intriguing subtext of repressed sexuality gives Freddy's Revenge some texture, but the nightmare loses its edge in a sequel that lacks convincing performances or memorable scares, which I, I disagree with that. I don't, I don't completely, I I don't agree with that at all. Um, But anyways, this movie had a tiny little budget of $3 million, tiny, bro, quit saying, quit saying tiny three million. If you think 3 million is tiny, of a million dollars or three million dollars from New Line Cinema. It was great. We thought it was going to be great. Um, 
But it had, I mean, slightly bigger, but bit bigger, bigger, bitcher, slightly bitchier budget. It had a slightly bigger budget than. Um, oh, this Elm movie Street was One. bitching for sure. <laughs> it had a slightly bigger budget than Elm Street One, which I think was only like a mil, you know. Which I again, we say only a mil. To me, a mil is insane. But you know, for a, we're for thinking, a we're thinking studios term, yeah. You know, and now we have Marvel movies that is like, how much did they cost? They cost seven hundred million dollars <laughs> for it, like Infinity War and Endgame. You know what I mean? It's crazy. Yeah. Um, but they were hoping that Nightmare Two would make seventy percent of what the original made, because you got to think the original was insanely successful. The original did really, really well, and it made thirty million dollars. It made a hundred and fifty percent of what Nightmare One made. So once again, Freddy was still really popular. People came back, you know, they, uh, they wanted to see what was next. And this, as and we can, instead they got a dildo straight to the face. <laughs> I don't know if it was that I, I wouldn't say I, I wouldn't go that far. I think it's very debated because, you know, obviously for one thing, like Freddy is insanely good. Like for me, and we kind of said this in our commentary, um, which is out now, by the way, uh, <clears throat> I think Freddy is insanely good in this movie. Like he is definitely peak Freddy. I think he's, he looks the scariest. He sounds the scariest. He feels scary in this movie. Um, and he's got this, like he, he plays with you a little bit more in this movie. Like he's really sinister. He's really weird. Some of the things he says, you're like, what the, f like what, what? He's the definition you of know? don't play with your food. What do you mean? He like, he just plays with his food. <laughs> Well, and he doesn't like he doesn't necessarily want to kill you right away. Like he want he wants a couple of he wants a couple times to mess with you and talk to you and like get under your skin and make you like like it's like the Bane thing. I will break you and then you have my permission to die. <laughs> like that's how he is. Like like he wants to like get in your head first and then he'll kill you, you know? Yeah. Um yeah. but you know the only one of the things that is really debatable about this movie and one thing that i know a lot of people don't like is that they took all of the rules and the the world that Wes craven had set up and they basically flipped it on its head you know the whole all of the rules about what you can do in your dreams the rules about um you know it, i mean most of the time we see freddie in this movie especially the latter half of the movie like he's in the real world you know it's not a dream I mean, yeah. you get the, you get the, um, you got the body, I got the brains and the laugh where he pulls his skull back and like, you get all that stuff, but that's a, a lot dream. of, a lot of what happens, Jesse going in his sister's room with the glove on, like a lot of what happens is in the real world, you know? And that's very night and day. If you think about the rules that were set up in Elm street one. Yeah. Uh, it was no longer like a dream thing. It was just like a demonic possession thing. It basically and was I didn't really vibe with that. I thought it was weird. So I thought you... it was out of out of the uh, out of the context of the lore of Nightmare. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I get that. And you know, I think you'll be happy like moving forward because they do go back to that. This is really the only film that deals with the real world a whole lot, except for again, the remake. Um, which the remake kind of does that, but it's still the remake goes a little bit more scientific with it because like if you stay awake for, you know, if you stay awake for long, Any, like yeah, of long time, period of time, you know I mean, you'll start hallucinating. You start to go crazy, like you're hallucinating. Your, uh, I forget what they called it. There's a name for it. 
because like they go to the library and they look it up but like you're you're dreaming while you're awake you're hallucinating. yeah it's called bitch go to sleep <laughs> and like freddie is coming at them through their hallucinations you know what i mean and it's, it's mm -hmm. really cool it was done really well um and there's also the fact that this is an <clears throat> oddly sexual movie for a movie with little to no sex scenes in it this is overtly sexual movie like and there are very obvious sexual undertones um that resonate throughout this whole thing like for you know and you could look at the whole movie essentially as freddie being a metaphor for jesse's like repressed sexuality you know you could and the funny thing about it is that if you watch never sleep again uh no nobody on the cast and crew they were like we had no idea this is what we that's were doing. a horse shit lie right there uh, they're like we that like, is, a, that is a horse shit lie completely went over their head they had and that for the writer uh daniel chaskin or is it david or daniel chaskin i forget um david chaskin excuse me he uh he was like i kind of knew what i was doing he was like it may not have been he was like i may not have ever really said it or acknowledged it but he was like it was kind of there yeah they know? dead ass knew like interview they're like so did did you think that there was a lot of like sexual undertones and they're like no no there's no way we could have we could have known no way well and the one guy like you know uh, I, I think he was one of the producers or something. He was like, you know, he, he quoted the part where uh, the the gym coach is attacked by balls in his in his office or whatever. See, you and literally like, talk about like, that, but you like, failed never... to realize the fact that he was stripped naked and whipped and by a towel. The, yeah, thanks with the towels. Yeah, and that's like... really that's his best scene. <laughs> well, what? he is slashed. He is slashed with the glove too. Freddie slashes him. That was the kill so, moment. But like you were yeah. talking about balls and shit. I'm talking about when he got like stripped down and whipped by a towel. Like that's more overtly sexual than the balls. But here's one of the with things, the balls, though. you are low key like AP English, like <laughs> dissecting it and shit. Like the balls represent, you know, human, uh, you know, uh, sexuality and their balls hitting the coaches over sexuality. Okay, we don't need self. to. We, we don't need to go into, into detail about what that would be. <laughs> That's <laughs> felt like an not say, this, this one's not going to be safe for work. Not safe for work, yeah. NFSW, oh. yeah. I learned but, what that um, was last week. You know, it works for it. You know what I mean? Like that. <clears throat> excuse me, I'm still getting over allergies. Uh, it it Which works in this in movie. Mouth. Like I, I feel like I hate you. Um, I, I I like it. I don't know. It's it's I like it. I think it's pretty cool. Um part one was so successful that they were like, we got to do a sequel right now. Like, and Wes Craven didn't really want to do a, a, a sequel. He, he, you know, it, what's interesting is that, you know, with Friday the 13th, they were like, we want sequels. We want to do sequels. We want to do sequels. Like they purposely left it to do sequels, but Wes Craven and John Carpenter were both like, I never planned on doing a sequel to Halloween or a nightmare on Elm three. They're like, this was just a one. This was just it. You know what I mean? Uh, and Bob Shea is kind of the Mustafa Akkad of the Elm Street franchise. He's the one who kept it going. Um, and the shareholders of New Line Cinema were also really, you know, they were really into it as well. So they were like, uh, we got to, you know, we got to keep this thing going. It, it's a cash cow. And I mean, it's the same thing like with, uh, it, it's the same thing with the whole talk of what comes after Halloween ends. I mean, of course, uh, I... I think Halloween ends should definitely be the the end of this timeline. I'm not saying I don't think we should do it. Uh, Allison should get her movie after it'll be like Halloween, 
Halloween 18, Halloween kills, Halloween ends, and then Halloween begins, and it's Allison fighting Michael. Like, I don't want that. I want this to be the end. But Halloween is a cash cow. They're going to do another. They're going to reboot it. They're going to find a way. They're going to do a TV show. They're going to do Season of the Witch, which that's kind of what I'm gunning for. Um, but, you know, they'll find a way to keep it going. And that was kind of what they did with Elm Street. They will find a way to keep it going. Um, I'm a little shocked that we haven't gotten any news about another Elm Street movie. Because the rights have, since Wes Craven has died, and because of that clause uh, or the law that was passed in the 80s or whatever about, you know, all of these 80s slashers revert back to their current owner for, um, like, after, you know, a certain amount of time or whatever. I didn't know but, uh, that. Was that, is yeah, that the reason why the whole Jason thing's going on? Uh, Kind of, yeah, because they're like, who is it going back to? Both... Both writers are, or the I I forget, forgive me, I forget who's who. Sean Cunningham and Victor Miller are like arguing over who gets the rights. Like, essentially, Victor Miller was awarded the Friday the Thirteenth. Uh, <clears throat> no. Yes, Victor. I. It's such a mess. I forget. One of them was awarded the Friday the Thirteenth franchise, but the problem is the one. It's essentially stupid because they're just right back to square one. One can't make a movie without the other greenlighting it because it would have to be a remake of the original Friday the 13th where Pamela is Where, like, yeah. Using where Jason mask, did not talk about it. Hockey Jason mask, not machete, grown-up Jason is not a – that's not a thing. That was never – if you're looking at the original movie, Jason wasn't in the original movie. So it's like, you know, I don't know. It's such a – it's so stupid. It, that whole lawsuit was literally a huge waste of time. Um, Art says they can start Halloween up again for the 50th anniversary in 2028. Yeah, I actually, again, one of the videos I want to do, I have an idea um, and I'm trying to figure out how to present it, but hopefully to the studios of Blumhouse. Uh, no, not, not to, that's not what I mean. I mean, on the channel, not to anybody. It's that's never going to get made. But I, I kind of have an idea, and I, I want to do a video where we talk about that. Maybe, hopefully for this October, but we'll see. Um, like I said, we got a lot of Halloween content coming this October. Um, but I wouldn't mind a TV series before that. I just, I don't know. I'm not quite on board with the TV series thing yet. I know a lot of people are like, do a Loomis Files thing where it's all about, you know, Loomis. Go, But, I mean, do we really want to see Loomis dealing with other patients other than Michael? Yeah. I mean, would you do like an X-Files Loomis type thing where Loomis goes and investigates all these weird things with like different people? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Let Loomis know. track down the Cult of Thorns. See, that's how you would have to do it. You would have to do it as, um, all right, I'm going to get back to your comment in a second. They would have to do it as using the original, um, using the, the original timelines. You couldn't do a timeline to start from the beginning and go forward because it wouldn't, it wouldn't make sense. You would have to do, uh, I don't know, you like you said, a serious drama starring Dr. Loomis art. Uh, that, that's great. But A, you have to find somebody to play Donald Pleasance. And that's that's big shoes to fill, which I guess well, you, Tom Jones Jr. Yeah. yeah, I guess Tom Jones Jr. could do it. Um, but you also have you would have to use those other timelines you would have to do a cult of thorn thing like maybe it would be after halloween four or after halloween six um maybe that's how you bring daniel paris back into it you know maybe you do a sequel to h5 and you do you do what they did with 18 but you 
you start from H4, you start from H5 or, you know, I don't know. That'd be cool. It'd be yeah, but it'd be kind of confusing for, you know, the normal viewers. This, I know. That's that the TV thing. series would pretty, pretty much be just be for like hardcore fans that actually know what's going on. That's the thing. And that's why I don't think an H4 sequel would ever get made because people are going to be like, what? Like, I don't, but like, especially, what? especially if Lori dies at the end of Halloween ends, people are going to be like, but she, di- I don't, I don't understand how is, hi Milo. <laughs> they're gonna be like but i don't understand how did but where are we and what time what year is it what it's like uh robin williams coming out of jumanji what what year is it, is it? <laughs> so i don't know um art says i hope they reprint the novelization for the 50th Ooh, that would be the dennis etchison novel that would be interesting but again another oddly weird sexualization of a character though like who michael Oh yeah, true. Why is everything like, gotta be so fucking sexual in fucking in the, horror movies? In the novel, and the mask looked different too. They said in the novel mm. he had. Oh like, yeah, he was throbbing. Red. No, well, yeah, like his, I, I, I think his throbbing seed or something. It was like a, I, I forget. I did actually listen to the audiobook of it. Um, you listened to the, the audiobook book. of it? Jesus fucking Christ! Who read it, Mister Gray? No, it was actually pretty cool. They're they're on YouTube. Okay. Um, I'd buy it. That'd be cool. Uh, but yeah, he's got like makeup on. It's like a. It's like. For it's women, like, it's Fifty Shades of Grey. But for, it's like a Joker uh, guys, type deal. It's, yeah. it's like a Joker type deal, though. Like he's got. They describe him as being like as like eyeshadow and uh, and lipstick. What is he? And, like, and it's like Batman. It's like what you know what I mean? Like where did that come from? And he, uh, the stalking scenes are described as being very sexual as well. And he's like, you know, he's throbbing, like waiting to strike. It's like what? The, like who? Who is writing these? You know. Yeah, so, it gets I don't to the know. point it's, where it's, it's like, guys, stop using big words, okay? You're not, you don't sound cool. Like, please. <laughs> you try just to say, say just say like the brother, just say the brother like, was at the end head. of the fucking alleyway, like you know, just watching her. That's it. That's scary enough. Yeah. Um. So originally a screenwriter, back to Elm Street Two. Uh, Leslie Boehm was tapped to write the script, but his idea was scrapped. Um. So his idea, this comes from Wikipedia. My concept was to, uh, was an homage to Rosemary's baby, which is pretty cool. I came up with a plot that had a, uh, that had a new family move into the house, a teenage boy, his pregnant mother and a stepfather. The boy didn't get along with. So they used, I mean, I think they used some of the themes. I mean, you get the, no, they didn't father. They didn't come along with the, the new family moving into Nancy's house, which the new family moving in. Yeah. But later. the family was not that. Yeah. No, it wasn't exactly the same. Um, It was a real bloody, scary idea, much more physical and realistic because the dream reality stuff was less central to those movies then. My story was more of a a possession, I almost said possession, processional, a possession scenario with Freddy getting inside the mother's womb and controlling the fetus. Stay tuned. We'll come back to that in uh, Elm Street 4. Uh, But New Line (laughs) passed on it because executive Sarah Risher was pregnant at the time. And I understand that that idea kind of upset her. So they went with David Jaskin. She was like, I don't need no bad juju right now. It's my first child. I ain't trying to. Right. And we re- that's the thing. We really a kick, did. Like they a kick came... or a, a kick out of her belly would probably freak her out if they did the movie. She'd be like, like, ah, what is this? I mean, we do come back to that in the Dream Master. Like that idea was revisited. The idea that Freddie is possessing an unborn fetus, which is. Bro, we just go everywhere very uncomfortable if you really think about it yeah you know? at that point i'd take like jason and <laughs> <laughs> you take you would take jason in space over freddie possessing a fetus yeah that's fucking weird <laughs> fuck uh which are uh, was it four or five the dream master whichever one that is uh what is four because you have 
what Elm Street One, Freddy's Revenge, Dream Warriors. Um, which one is the Dream Master? I forget. What is Elm Street Four? I don't know. This is your um story. the Dream. Yeah, the Dream Master is the Dream Master is Four. What's Elm Street Five? Um. <clears throat> Oh, the dream child. That's why I was confused. And then Elm Street 6 is Freddy's dead. Okay, I get that. Um, now, according to Never Sleep Again, I don't know what... I don't know if they wanted to ever bring back Nancy, but they said they never really had intentions to bring her back. I mean, do you think we could have done that? Like a Halloween 2 scenario where they brought back like Jamie Lee Curtis to play the same role? Like, Would you like to have seen that more than Jesse? To bring Jamie Lee Curtis back, like they they brought her back for Halloween two to play Laurie again. I mean, do you think they should have brought Nancy back, like Heather Langenkamp to play Nancy, or are you glad that they went at different fam or different family, new kids, new new everything? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I think it's just like the horror community that's like so into like the whole Final Girl thing that they kind of want them to come back, but it's like, well, but it also wasn't super stat. The Final Girl thing wasn't like insanely established like they're the term final girl was not a thing when this movie came out you know what i mean okay yeah i can see that so i mean i don't know i i think it's kind of cool I, I think it's cool we get a final guy he's one of the only also, final guys in horror you know that's pretty cool yeah i guess you could say that sure what were you gonna say now the move i uh, will have to keep talking about the movie for me to talk about that because it just oh. doesn't make sense right now Oh, um, now they actually started production, ironically, without Robert England. And New Line was, they were broke as hell. And they were trying to save money by not getting Robert England back because I think he wanted too much money. But if you, that, that scene we were talking about earlier, the bathroom scene, which co- with Coach Snyder, where he's attacked by the balls and then his pants are ripped off and he's spanked with the, with the towel, his, his ass is all bloodied up with the towel, and then Freddy kills him. When you see Freddy walk out, like, because Jesse goes into the fog and then Freddy walks out, which is a cool, that's a cool idea. And that could have been cooler, except they actually started filming with another guy, and I don't even know his name. But they started filming with this other dude, and the dude and they fidelity. said the dude was awful. He walked like Frankenstein. He's very like he walked like Nosferatu. It, it, it just looks like he like levitates forward. Like he doesn't like he doesn't have like the you know the whole shoulder dip thing. Like he doesn't move and creep like Freddy does. Like like you said that like that Dracula Nosferatu like gangster type thing that Robert England was going for in the original. Like he just kind of like I'm walking towards you now. I'm going to kill you. Like, he, there's just no... He had no, like... I don't know. He had no balls he, man, to My it. man it had no... He weird. had no swagger. Even he when no he... Swagger. Even when he raises the glove to, to actually kill the coach, he's just like... It was like a kid playing you know? with, like, an action figure. Like, an old, shitty action figure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's like that kind of thing. Um, what kind of kid were you... <laughs> But uh, he, that was actually the original guy. That wasn't Robert England, and that that somehow got kept in the movie. And I think after that scene, they were like, "We got to get Robert England back. <laughs> we we got to get him back because this is they, that." Could you imagine they 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 they're like cut, 
and he goes, "That ain't it, Chief." <laughs> you know what I mean? They're like, "That ain't it." Like, nah, ain't man, it. you did. You did great. You did great. Uh, no, dude, you did great. Yeah, yeah, yeah good job. Uh, why don't Why don't you uh, go back to the trailer? And the trailer's like hooked up to a Ford Bronco, and they take them somewhere else. Man, that was great. Good job. By the way, you're fired. Yeah, great job. Good. All right, let's move on to the next scene. <laughs> also, so that that whole death scene that was one of the that was that could have been the first scene they filmed. Could you imagine being a crew member? You're like, we're rolling, we're rolling. Okay, they're like, cue the spank, and you're, you're the like, spank. You're, you're sitting there rolling. You know like, somebody. You know somebody definitely had to do that. Like, I know they'd probably like you know video them out, but like them shit whipping the towel to the coach, someone had to do that. Well, and you know it's it's got some like, you know what I mean? It it's got the the sound to it, and it's the it's I don't know, man. It if that was I could imagine somebody wrote like they're like roll camera and they're sitting there rolling and they're like, oh. You know, like what? Oh, interesting. Um, so I, I, I'm, I'm glad they got Robert England back because nobody, listen, nobody could have done the. You are all my children now, and you know, you got the body, I got the brains. Like you could have never. Nobody could do that. It's <laughs> like pretty good, Robert England. That's pretty you know good. I mean? Nobody could have done good, that, Freddy, man. Damn. Well, it's 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 iconic, man. It's like yeah, nobody could do that except for him. You got the um, body, I got the brains. <laughs> what is he? I, I love when he. What does he say to the kid? Um, oh, you know what I hate, though, about this movie? It's one of the things I loathe about this. Half of it. When he when when Freddy's fighting Lisa, it's a badass scene because, like, you know, Jesse's like, it, he's coming back. And he's like, Lisa, run. And he's, like, freaking out or whatever. Again, and that's like, it's like a werewolf he, scene right there. He, it is. It's, a, it's basically a werewolf story. But Freddy is the werewolf, you know? Yeah. Um. But when he falls behind the table and she's like, Jesse, Jesse, and Freddie lifts his head up and smiles. It's like, oh, like, that's awesome. Like, that's really cool. And he's chasing her around the house and he's coming around the corners. Like, I love it when he comes around the corner because he's got such an attitude. Like, like, he's just kind of being a dick to be a dick. You know what yeah, I mean? He's like, like, he's like, she's actually scared and falling and trying to run away. And he comes around the corner and he's like, ah, ah. you know what I mean? Like, he's like, you know, he's trying to be weird. And but I hate it. When she's like, Jesse, I love you. And she goes to stab him, but she's like, Ugh. <laughs> like she's like, mm. you know what I mean? It's like, bro, what it's are a you, fake, what? It's stab a fake knife. Him. What else do you do? But she doesn't put any force. She's like, because uh. he feels bad for killing Jesse. You know what I mean? Uh, Jesse no, didn't even I, want her. I hate it when this badass, demonic, witch looking Freddy looks at her and goes, I love you, Lisa kill me lisa yeah that's i love you lisa it's like what what happened like we're like we were like we were doing so well we were we were doing so well until jesse seems so scary and genuinely like frightening and then all of a sudden jesse comes like i love you jesse i I mean when she falls and he like jumps on her and he pulls her back towards him and he like he like bite he like he bites her calf and like licks up her leg like that's weird. That's cool. But it's ruined when he goes, I love you, Lisa. It's like, okay, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? I also think it's strange when he just dives through the glass. You know what I mean? It's like he sees that people are watching him and he's like, oh. And then he just dives through the glass and he's gone. And it's like. That's, yeah, that's what, that's what, <laughs> fucking what I mean? confu- that's what really fucking confused me. I was like, how the fuck is he able to get out of 
Jesse's body and do I this. I will shit. say the rules don't make sense. They really yeah. don't. I because, mean, and you could because like, if you think ghost. because if you think about it, Jesse killed Coach. Jesse killed right. his boyfriend. Yeah, and his bo- Brian, I, I see no lies. <laughs> and so whenever he jumps out of the fucking window, <laughs> whenever he jumps out of the window and that massive like terror scene, I'm in my head thinking, this is Jesse. Like this is Jesse just fucking people yeah. up right now, not Freddy. But Listen, people you, could see Freddy, but it's actually Jesse. Do you Jesse. think in the final, you are all my children now, that whole scene, were they see the people at the party? That's what I'm were talking they, about. Were they seeing Freddy or were they seeing Jesse? Because that's another kind of hot Jesse. topic. It has to I be think Jesse. it's Freddy. By the, laws, get... by the laws of this shitty movie, it had to be Jesse. If you ever met this writer, you'd be like, make it make sense. <laughs> that's, all I'm, but that's all I'm saying. Like, <clears throat> My only issue with that, though, is I feel like they would have recognized Freddy. Like, she knew she was not fighting Jesse. She was fighting Freddy. And because he came out of his body, you know what I mean? Uh, no, that was for that was for uh, Jesse's boyfriend when he, like, ripped out of his body. Yeah, but I'm saying when, he, when Jesse falls behind the table and Freddy lifts his head up and smiles... And then mm-hmm. he starts to chase her or whatever. And she breaks mm-hmm. the pot. Like she breaks the pot on his head. And that's when he like tackles her and grabs her and like bites and licks her leg and whatever. Like that was, I feel like that was Freddie. And I feel like at the end of it, they're seeing Freddie because nobody, like, I feel like if it was Jesse, they'd have been like, whoa, Je- like Jesse, like, whoa, man. Hey, like, but the guy that walks they up did to that. him, they I know, but that. the guy that walks up to him, he's like, hey man, hey, hey, whatever you want. Like, it's cool. We want to help. We, we want to help you. And exactly. of course, that's when you get like you get Freddie in the background, and he's like, <clears throat> and he's I like, that. that's such love, a cool scene with the fire behind him. Yeah, you know? Freddie's like, bro, who the fuck are you? Like, well, die. What, what does he say when he goes, uh, he help yourself, fucker? <laughs> 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 that's awesome. Like, it. I don't know. I, I don't think they were seeing Jesse. I feel like they were seeing Freddie. I do. Meh. Mid. Mid. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I kind of think they're seeing Freddy. Um, but I digress. So uh, the other thing, and we kind of just mentioned this a little bit, like, you know, about Freddy with the makeup. And this kind of goes with what we were just talking about, actually. it I, I don't remember if it was the same makeup artist, but they did change the makeup a little bit. And part of the thing was that Robert England kind of famously hated the makeup that they had to put him in like all of the prosthetics and the makeup and all the stuff they had to put on him for Freddie. He hated it. He couldn't stand it. And, you know, like in, um, in never sleep again, like it said, like, especially for like the third, fourth, fifth sequel, it got to the point they would yell cut for the day. And they had to have like PAs, like production assistants, like, walking behind him as he left set, because he would just start tearing the Freddie makeup out of like off of him because he couldn't stand having it on and just stripping of all of it. Um, so I think part of the reason the makeup looks different is because they had to find different ways to do it because he hated it, but it, it works. The eyes are more sunken in, you know, like even if I pull up the thumbnail again, um, like if you look at him, like the eyes are kind of sunken in his skin looks wet, which is how a real burn victim would look. You know what I mean? Yeah, but then you look like, at the fucking hands and you're like, who is this? Fucking saber tooth? <laughs> what do you mean? No, Does it's the fact nails? that they 
No, it's the fact that they did away with the gloves. That's another thing, dude. Like, that's oh, another like the thing. Prosthetic right there. It's the fact that, like, fucking, it's the fact that Jesse found the fucking gloves and the fucking burner. And still, even when they found the glove, they just said, you know what? Fuck the glove. Let's have the nails come out. Let's have the 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 fucking. Oh uh, yeah, I didn't. Daggers like that come out of his fingers. I, I, I was like, bro, what? What, what is? Yeah. What, what is? What is the continuity thing that we're doing right here, guys? I'm also, I'm not wild about that. The bitch really said, you know what? I'm not even keeping this glove anymore. I'm keeping it at the house. <laughs> when Nancy, when they moved out, she was like, I keep it. I don't want it. Yeah. Anymore. I don't want it. Um. But yeah, I I don't know. And something about it, like. The... Tell me why Jesse looks like he enjoys it in this picture. <laughs> Fra- I'm not going to say what I'm about to say. Never mind. Bro, um, yeah, it looks like the they're hat- about to kiss. The hat also looks better on him. The, the fedora looks good. Like, it looks a little bit better. Um, you know, I don't... Dude, I, I can't wait till we get to some of these later sequels. Like, there, there's one point where, like, Freddy sits there eating a pizza, and he, like, he picks up a meatball, and it's somebody's face screaming on the pizza, and he's like, <laughs> oh my god! Oh my he does god. such weird shit. I love it, man. It's awesome. Weird. It's awesome, man. Um, but he he's got like the elongated nose and the weird ears. Like he he looks like a witch. He's got he the facial structure like of a witch, and it's awesome. It's really really cool. Um, so let's kind of go through like the the plot of this a little bit. One thing I what did you think of the uh, plot trash? What that's not what I mean. Okay. What did you think of the whole, the way they tied in Elm Street one with the diary and you know they've moved like they've moved into fourteen twenty eight Elm Street. Um, no, look, I'll give the, them the, respect. Like Nancy's I'll give this movie respect right now because of that they finally mentioned Elm Street. Elm Street was not mentioned in the first movie. Yeah, you actually did. You yeah, you noticed that. I think when we were doing our commentary, you were like, they don't actually say elm street in this movie you know yeah there's no nightmare on elm street like no one ever talks about it like it's but it wasn't until this movie where someone just mentioned yes yeah, i live on elm street and i was like fuck that's the first time i heard elm street and it's like the last these last two movies well i'll tell you what and i, I always kind of thought this like and there's a moment and i think it's in freddy's dead like in the last of the original sequels um that uh that they actually finally acknowledge this. Cause I always kind of felt like, are we really going to say that this one street where he used to do his like sexual predator kind of thing? Like, are we really going to say that this one street keeps him at bay? Like you're safe if you don't live on Elm street, but you wait, you mean because, to tell like, me that like, damn, Elm street is fucking long. Well, I was about to say, you mean to tell me that this, this demon that invades your dreams and your innermost thoughts can be held at bay by a street sign like really but like they do it's called demonic real estate like at one point in in freddy's dead he actually like looks like somebody i forget what they say to him but they say something about like you know like they think they figured him out and they say something to him and he kind of laughs and he says like he's like he i think he's, he's on a witch's broom and he's like it's doing like the wizard of oz type thing and he's just being a dick and he says every town has an elm street and he laughs and it's like okay that's cool like that's what i wanted to hear like saying every town has an elm street like he can go anywhere he like he's not bound by what he did in his real life you know what i mean like freddy is more than that and that's that that's scary you know what i mean that's scarier than 
you're safe just as long as you don't move into Nancy's house. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, which, I mean, to be fair, in the first movie, he did it in, what, four different houses, you know, but uh, so, it, I mean, it's interesting. Um, I did, I, I think it was cool, the the whole uh, diary thing was kind of cool, I guess. I, I think it's a little strange because we never saw, which, to be fair, we didn't need to see her writing in the diary. It was good. I mean, it, it worked. Um, the whole possession thing is it's interesting because we really do see and mark Patton did a really great job with showing like how this is affecting jesse you know what i mean like he at first he's just scared he's having the weird dreams like the 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 whole awesome opening at the beginning with the bus where the bus just like you know just flies out into the field and the earth collapses and i i used that scene in the uh in the trailer for season two of purely and simply evil where Freddy's the bus driver and he stands up and smiles and he's taking the glove and scratching it on the roof or whatever, like or the, the, the metal roof of the bus. Like that's a really cool scene. You do get some cool dream sequences in this movie. Um, but unfortunately <clears throat> they're all kind of at the beginning and they're all Jesse's. We don't really, we don't get any dream sequences of anybody, but Jesse. Nobody. In yeah. this movie. That's Nobody. why, that's why I kind of like pushed the narrative of like a possession. Yeah. Like it was just Freddy fucking with the uh, Jesse. There's two moments that really stand out to me from from Fred or Freddy's dreams from uh from Jesse's dreams. It's the moment when he finds he he sees Freddy walk walking in his basement and he goes to investigate and he's like dad dad and that's when we get the that moment from the the bottom left of the thumbnail right here when I'm your daddy he, now. when he <laughs> when he turns around and he's like daddy can't help you in or now or whatever and that's when he says you know you and I got a lot of work to do. You, I got the body, you got the brain. That's and what, that's when I was he's like, like that's rubbing when I was his like, face and he's all up in his face and whatever. And like, you know, like that's, that's when I was really like, fuck, cool here we go with the possession thing. So I was you like, you really then, don't like that, do you? Not really, all? dog. I was like, bro, like I'm, I'm here for the dreams, dog. So like, that's what's because, scary. This is just like, like another, this is just another demonic movie. Yeah. Except well, the demon and is like, Freddy. The thing is, and he's though, like, a little bit of a vibe. In order to really fight Freddy, Nancy realized that she had to pull him out. Like, she had to grab him and pull him out of her dream when she wakes up. Mm-hmm. Jesse does never have to do that. He doesn't no, have to do that. He fact, just has to relinquish control to Freddy, and magically Freddy's out of his dream. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So, that's an interest, that It's interesting. Um, but that scene is cool. And originally in that scene, again, another not safe for work moment, originally... I, I believe they said this in Never Sleep Again, or Robert England said this. I forget who I forget who said it. Originally in that scene, they wanted Freddie to take one of the fingers on the glove and like and slide it in and out of Jesse's mouth, like really promiscuously. And I think Robert England and Mark Patton were like, "We're not doing that." Like that's How not. How did you and not that, know this movie was going to be so sexual? I don't know. I, I do I'm not still hold to that knowledge. I don't know. I the more and more I think about it, I'm like, they had to have known. They had to at least all been thinking, even if nobody said it out loud, because it's 1985. I get it, but even if they wouldn't have said it out loud, it would have been like, you know, how would nobody have noticed that at all? You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And what, like, what do you think if, if this movie would have come out today in this climate? I mean, do you think it would have been accepted, or do you think it would have been like? Mm, that's no not in the slightest not in the slightest not especially at the end because people would then like because you know what happened at the end he ends up with lisa and 
Yeah, you know. So well, yeah, so that's that's the fucking of. bullshit. So it does this over sexualization of like people coming out of like it's like Jesse's like coming out story, and like you know how like the dad is like like not understanding like oh he just you know blah 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 blah. He what he needs is a good old kick in the ass. Yeah, so like he, like he doesn't understand like that like he doesn't understand like yeah. what he's going through or whatever. So it's like yeah. and all of a sudden like Freddie coming out of his body is like him like finally presenting his like sexuality or some bullshit like that. And then, and then at the end, it's like some weird fucking like conversion therapy where like fucking uh, the, his Jesse's girlfriend just like kisses him or kisses Freddie, which is fucking gross as it is. Yeah. And then he starts burning. And then like, he starts peeling away. Like he's like becoming a new man that finally, you know, well, goes and, with his girlfriend. And uh, bro, if this movie was opened up today, oh my god, it'd get fucking shredded. It would. You're probably because of that. If with they a bunch would've... of people that yeah. say they took AP English and they know fucking literature, like fuck out of my face. Well, it's a movie. but that's the thing. If they wouldn't have done that ending where he does end up with Lisa, and that's that's the resolution of the film, or so we think, because they got to have that twist ending in there. But like, it, if that would have been the moment, that wouldn't have. It would not have done well today. No. But even David Chaskin said in Never Sleep Again, he was like, you know, at the point of the movie, like, you know, he, this is going really bad. It's going really bad. He's possessed. All this bad stuff is happening. And then as soon as he ends up in a, uh, as soon as he ends up in a heterosexual, heterosexual relationship. relationship with Lisa, he's fine. You know what I mean? He goes to Grady. Freddie comes out and kills Grady. You know what I mean? And it's just like, it's like, wow. Like when you really step back and look at it, it's like, holy crap. It's, it's almost, it's like, it's a little, it's wrong. You know what I mean? Like looking at it, it's like, this is the actually movie is like so fucking really, stupid. It's like so wrong. Actually not and so okay. stupid. Right. And like the underlining, like undertones of this movie is so fucking like ridiculous. Like, like but Jesse is like over here making out with Lisa. And then all of a sudden, like he says, I can't do this. And then, yeah, he and he runs Spots to Grady. The next he, scene, he runs to Grady, and even and even, and Grady, even Grady's like, bro, what the fuck are you doing? Grady here? says, "So you mean to tell me she's sitting there waiting for you in the cabana, and you're in here in my face in my bed?" <laughs> you know? Yeah, like he actually says that to you. Yeah, um, and then and then he does this shit, which is so fucking weird. He like he like does. He's oh, like, we're he's standing like, up. He's like, Grady, I need you to watch this sleep. <laughs> it's like it's fucking weird, dog that's weird yeah dude and grady is a good guy man grady was a good yeah you friend. gotta you gotta like, respect grady right i mean here, it man. started off weird because like first of all they get in a fight and instead of throwing a punch grady decides to rip his pants off which is like what? again like, you know and that's why we keep getting the weird coach snyder uh you know we he makes him do push-ups for everything which is again odd uh and then like the you get the whole like hit the hit the showers dirt balls and somehow like you'll see them like talking in their underwear or something and Coach Schneider just comes around the corner and he's like he's like yeah what is it about like eighties coaching like them wanting to see all that that's fucking weird <laughs> I mean, it's just weird he he was a very yeah. odd character even when he sees him listen at it you know like I I think everybody can say this about like their profession but like as a teacher seeing teachers in movies makes me want to throw up sometimes especially in like this where he's so wrong it's like bro you would never have handled something like that like if you know what i mean the way he did like when um when he catches jesse in the the open bar you know what i mean and he, he first of all he pours a bro, beer first like a, off like, okay yeah. that's wrong but then first but then second <laughs> off but then second like, bro, off it's fucking like 
coach like at like a leather <laughs> leather boutier like fucking yeah. thing. It's like, dude, that's a la- that's that's a nightmare alone as it is. Like seeing your coach in a place like that. Well, and he doesn't just like, hey, he's not like, what, what are you, what are you doing here? You know what I mean? He grabs Jesse's hand and he's like, yeah, like he enjoys. And then we that cut moment. and he's making him run laps. It's like, bro, call his parents or call the cops. Like, why would you take him back to the school to run laps and then slap him and say, hit the showers? Like, that's weird. You know what I mean? And then he's getting out jump ropes. Part of me is almost like, what the hell was he getting? What, what was going on here? Like, you know what I mean? Like, what was, what was, what weirdness was, was going on? Like, I don't understand. Try to get them all warmed up and loose for, uh, for the balls. I don't know, man. I I don't, that, that was a very strange subplot of this movie. I was not a, I was not a coach Snyder plan. Not to the actor. The actor did a a fine job. He was, he was great. Um, but I don't know, man. I, I, I think. I forgot what I was about to say. <laughs> okay, I was like, <laughs> no, I, I really did. I, I had something, and then I was like, where did it go? Um, but even the family, like the whole idea with the that the family doesn't understand him, and like they're the dad is like he's on drugs, like he's like the real stereotypical dad who's like, you know, he says what he needs is a methadone clinic, you know, and it's it, the typical like the mom is trying to be understanding, but the dad is like, like when when he does when they find him out in the rain after Coach Snyder dies, and. And by the way, we haven't really talked. And listen, Mark, blow right past that. I'm a fan of like Mark Patton did a phenomenal job. Like he he did great. We're in no way making fun of him at all. But Jesse's scream, like I love it when like Freddie kills Coach Snyder and he's like bound up and his back is slashed and he's bleeding and he's like this or whatever. And then Freddie slashes him and Jesse sees his hand and he's like ah. <laughs> His scream every time Jesse yelled, it's like, ah! you know, um, but I don't know that that's where the possession. That's a scream king right really, there. It is. We don't he have scream queens. Scream. We need a scream king, son. Great. And that is the point where the possession thing really takes fold. Cause it's like, oh my Definitely God. Definitely like he finally like established like, now. yeah, like this like, is, this is him killing people, not yeah. Freddie. And I got to say, Lisa's kind of dumb because she, he's like, I killed Schneider. I killed Brady. I killed yeah, all right? of them. It's me. It's me. And Lisa's like, no, it's not. What are you talking about? It's like, he's standing in your kitchen soaked in blood with the glove on. And you're just like, you didn't do it. <laughs> like, like, what? Like, Miguel, I love you. But if you ever came to my house and you were soaked in blood and you had a, a weapon, and you were like, I killed all these people. I wouldn't be like, no, you didn't. <laughs> I don't believe you. No way. No, you didn't. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but even the, like, like we said about the the family thing. Like when the when the cops bring it back, this yours. <laughs> and the dad is like, Jesse. Yeah, this yours. As we, if we, it's we like, as if bed. it's like a dog that just like is somewhere on the side of the street. It's like, it's like, guys, I I found your son. It's like, no, I know, right? It's yours. It's like. It's like the second, like, you know, lost boy that they found in the rain that day or some know, bullshit right? like that. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Well, and, like, even the, the dad is like, like, he just thinks he's on drugs. But, and, you know, in a way, I'm sure this, like, you know, for anybody who has ever struggled with, you know, being able to come out or, you know, struggled with their sexuality, like, I'm sure Jesse is actually, like, a pretty, you know, this is probably a pretty 
accurate. You know what I mean? Like depiction of that, like the whole, his family doesn't understand him. They just think he's on drugs or he's mentally disturbed. You know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. And like, especially for yeah. the time period, like yeah, for 1985, like it was, it, it's really done well. And that's why I think, that's why I think I'm, I'm kind of, you know, I, I think it works for this movie. Like in a it is weird and it's strange and, um it's got it, it does have some it, it makes some weird decisions like um not even with the sexuality thing or with the 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 rules from the other elm street films but like if you look at um like the the bird thing you know what i mean like what was that and the toaster coming out like like there's some weird things happening to the house you know what i mean like the 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 lamp explodes the bird is all kind of crazy or whatever and it's flying around and it cuts the dad the toaster lighting on fire even like when it's not plugged in like he grabs the plug he's like it wasn't even plugged in you know and just it, it makes some very strange um choices yeah but, it's like bro what the fuck is this poltergeist too like i'm confused as yeah fuck, though. i mean especially if it took inspiration from rosemary's baby and from what year did poltergeist come out um uh, 1982 know. yeah 1982 so i mean it you know that that was a thing at this point and you had had the exorcist and you had had um you know other possession films like that so i mean it, it makes sense that uh that they kind of made choices like that and that they did things like that um what did you think of the whole what did you think of grady we haven't really like really talked about grady a whole lot grady is like the johnny depp like he really didn't deserve half anything he, he that got coming to him well and it's the same thing like i i genuinely like i feel really bad for him like he's you know what i mean like he's just trying to be a good guy like he's trying to help him out and when he dies and he's like you know and he's screaming and freddie which i gotta love that scene the transformation scene is good like it, it looks really good but when freddie stands up and he like he bends back down and picks up his hat when he puts on his hat and just goes like like that and he just he just gives it that yeah. little like the brim and he just tips the brim like that and smiles yeah. like that is such a good freddy moment that may be like the scariest freddy moment you know or one of the scariest freddy moments it's really good but i feel bad for for grady you know what i mean he was just trying to be a good friend like he wasn't i don't know i, I don't know if i don't know if grady you could argue that jesse did have feelings for grady i don't know if grady had feelings for jesse in that same way or if he was just really being a good friend to him but isn't that just the everlasting question in high school guys yeah that's with any anybody you know what i mean yeah unrequited love you know that's like a that, that that's a good point there's see there's so many layers to this movie i think that's what makes it so good that's that's part of the reason i like it is you can just sit and peel it's like shrek an onion has layers I have layers. You know what I mean? You can just sit and peel back layers of this movie, and it's fun to do that. No, it's, it's cool. like it's literally like an upside down cake that just fell on the ground. It's like there's so many layers, but it's such fucking uh, just a giant mess. Yeah, That's dude. Another thing. Another thing I really like too is like even after he kills Grady and Jesse screams and he's got the glove and he's covered in blood and stuff and Jesse's crying when he takes the glove when he looks in the mirror and Freddie's sitting there laughing. Oh and he's yeah, going like this. And Freddie sitting that, there, that right there is probably a scary scene right there because it's like, it's like Jesse now knows that Freddie is in control of his body. Yeah, and Jesse can't do anything. And even when he shattered the glass, Freddie was still there. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like in Moon Knight. Give me the body. <laughs> yeah, give, give me the. They're body. sitting there arguing. Jesse, give me the body. He's like, no, take, take, I'm not giving the body. Take the body. The body. <laughs> um, but he um, 
Even when he throw, I like when he throws the glove out. He says, "You son of a bitch!" and he throws the glove at it. You and even when bitch. the glass shatters, you still see like dimensions of Freddy in the glass. And he's like, you know, and he's still like, he just kind of creeps around and looks. And yeah, that's yeah. when you know the cops show up and he leaves. First of all, it took the cops like twenty years to get through that door. Right, <laughs> like, bro, just kick in the door, and they're they're like, "Oh, son, oh, uh, hey, uh, um, uh, open up, hey, it's the police." Yeah, uh, and also, uh, yeah, uh, there's like claw marks through that door, I know, with blood right? Coming out, like that's that that you throw you throw uh, what's yeah. it called? Uh, professionalism out the door. It's uh, yeah. get this meek fuck because he just killed a grown ass man. Yeah, you know what else we didn't talk about yet? There's two things we haven't talked about. It's the the pool party massacre, which we're about to get to in the the ending of the film. And then there's also touch me, baby, drive me crazy. We could glance over that and then talk about the ending of the movie. All night long. (laughs) I love that scene. Yeah, that was weird. That's another thing, though. It's such an 80s thing, though. Like, so, like, that's like every single 80s movie back then just needed to have, like, some type of, like, dance montage of, like, some pop song. And. Yeah, sure. I'll take that. Like that's 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 like a staple. That's like if you if you're in an 80s movie, you're not in an 80s movie unless you have like a dance scene with like a pop music coming on. Yeah. Like that's well, and Mark Patton said he wishes he could erase that from his filmography. Dude, Too bad. Great. I think it's awesome. Too bad. <laughs> that shit solidified. Like it's, it's, it's really cool, man. It's a it's a fun it's a really fun scene. I, I actually really dig that scene. I enjoy it. Um you enjoyed it a little too much, dog. No, I, I just I think it's kind of cool. It, it adds something kind of fun to it, and um, even when Lisa shows up with her mom and she's like, you know, or whatever. Even look at it, his door; he has a no chicks allowed sign on his door. <laughs> what, what what do we do here, guys? It's just it's it is laced in the plot. You can almost say it's not even subtext at that point. Um, now the pool party, we've never really seen Freddie and the end of the film. We've never really seen Freddie, uh, go, you know, we've never seen him go ham like that until that moment. And it's dope. Like when he, you know, we already talked about the whole Lisa chase scene when he flies out of the pool thing and he's just slashing at people. And I'll tell you what the worst death in the movie is. though, it's the dude that the poor guy that gets stepped on. When everybody, oh, they're yeah. all trying to jump the fence. That's like, and like it just tramp- shows like, like herd, their feet, like, feared. Yeah, he just gets know? trampled. And it, well, it's weird because like they step on his face and blood is like just like coming out of his mouth and stuff. It's like I don't know if that's how that works, but I mean, you went for I it. Mean, I you got a blood packet in there. You get stepped on. It kind of does pop. I know, right? Um, but like that whole scene was awesome when the guy comes up to him and you get that. You get this shot from the thumbnail. I, I love that shot when he's <laughs> standing by the pool. And he just looks pissed and he's kind of doing this like, like he's scraping all the knives against each other while the guy's talking. Um, And I think it's funny when the dad comes out and shoots, the dad comes out and shoots and he's like, like, did you just shoot at me? Like, you asshole. You really just took a shot at me, didn't you? Oh Uh, yeah. When the, when the flames came out and you saw his like eyes, he's like, yeah. He's like, and his eyes are bloodshot and red. Yeah, and it's like that. Up. That's like, a scary scene. I'll be honest, right there. That was a know, good he scene. Looks, he looks pissed and his teeth yeah. look good. It's such a good, cool shot. Um, the end is a little lackluster for me. I think the climax for me, the coolest moment is that pool massacre. Um, like when he, he throws the guy on the fire and the grill and all that stuff. Like, that's really cool. Um, <laughs> but like, I take that over the bullshit bus scene. 
I know. Well, not even the bus scene. The bus scene is fine. It, I do like it. I hate I it when the friend Texas goes. Chainsaw Massacre bus scene. Oh, oh, okay. I yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah. I hate it at the very end when she goes, "It's okay. It's all over." And his hand flies. It's like you couldn't have come up with something better for that chick to say than go, "It's okay, Jesse." Oh yeah, it's I forgot that's over. how it started. Jesus, like boom, and then his hand comes out, and the bus flies off into the desert. But. The, the worst part of the movie, I think, for me is, like, we go pretty strong until we get to the, uh, until we get to the boiler room, to the, the industrial park type thing. And even when, even when Jesse and Lisa go there before and she's showing him, like, this is where he worked and this is where he took the kids to, like, you know, abuse them and do whatever else and kill them eventually, like... It's just, it kind of drags, and I don't like the, I and you all might, I mean, let us know if you do. I don't like the dog with the baby face on it. I think it, looks, it was weird. It looks, I mean, it's weird, and if it was done a little bit better, I, I definitely feel like at that point they ran out of budget. You know what I mean? They were running out of money once it got time to film that part. Like, I think it was kind of like, okay, we gotta, you know, it, it just, it looked, it looked like a Rottweiler with a, a baby mask on it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and honestly, I was gonna say this, like, the way Freddy was acting at the boiler room, it almost seemed as if he was like, it almost as if, as seemed as if he was like the Scarlet Witch, like, he was like controlling reality yeah. to his own, uh, to his own benefit, like. Yeah. Like what? Like he? Like he has control of reality now. It's like that's a lot of power. Right Even there when he for... like, did he snap? How, like when all the fire, when all the the sides of it like catch on fire, like yeah. the railings and stuff. Didn't he like snap? Or he did? Like he did he something, did something and, like, to like activate or, like, it. Touched it with the yeah. It, it was strange. I don't know. The ending doesn't quite work for me. Even the whole I melted. He doesn't say I'm melting, but like could you? Imagine? It's just the rules down, in this thing. Really like, yeah, it's just it's just the rules in this thing. Like, it's like, how did he? Like, I don't understand how he got his powers. I don't know how he's able to possess Jesse. I don't know how he's able to come out of Jesse's twat. And then I don't know how the fuck he was able to control these dogs and like start fire and like all of a sudden have these reality powers. Like, where where does like I don't understand? But like, you even get like the possum or the rat or whatever it is. It like yeah, you know, you get that weird yeah. scene, and it's just like, what is happening? Oh, is she? Is this real? Is she dreaming? Because like you know, I can almost figure out. They're, like I can almost accept the fact that like Freddy is coming out of Jesse, <clears throat> but now where are the dogs coming from? Where is the rat or the possum or whatever the hell it was coming from? Like where is all this extra stuff? The fire, the the goop, like what? Are you know what I mean? Like how is he doing that? Does Freddy have more power than we've ever given him credit for? Um, you know, even when she kisses him, like you said, you didn't like the whole kissing him scene, like which is gross like yeah. nasty um that's a long shot for lisa to do i know right you like you know his breath smells like butthole and, and it smells dirt, like you know? badussy <laughs> badussy is what it smells like i'm sure uh I, I don't know the the ending is a little bit last a lot like like i said everything after um everything after the pool party scene is kind of like um it's okay like it's i'm i'm not it's super, pretty mid super yeah wild about it um but i will say the caveat to this and i've seen a few people talk about this um i briefly mentioned it in our commentary but i, I know uh mike has talked about it over it we watched a movie some as well you can honestly the caveat to this is that you could almost say everything in this movie didn't happen or didn't happen yet you could say this entire movie is jesse's dream because the the fact that the movie begins with the bus going out into the field and ends with the bus going out into the field, 
like you could almost say maybe the ending is the start of the real of Jesse's real nightmare. You know what I mean? Maybe maybe the fact that you had this whole sexual thing with Freddie, maybe that was like Jesse's subconscious, you know, Freddie really was just in his mind and it was a symbol of him you know, his repressed sexuality and things like that. So, I mean, it's an interesting, it's an interesting, I mean, maybe, but it's the fact that it wasn't, it wasn't established, which makes it stupid. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely an interesting concept and I do appreciate and get what they were going for. Um, Real quick, before we get out of here, I wanted to kind of just look at some of the critic reviews uh on uh on who Rotten the Tomatoes. fuck is cam newman who the what the fuck is up with he looks like robert england right now uh the jason bailey says the sequel is clunky sluggish poorly cast not funny and worst of all not scary and it all but dispenses with what made the first uh film scary to begin with i disagree with that but whatever possibly the lamest of all the sequels though five and six set the bar pretty low uh this is not the lamest of all the sequels i will just say that um Episodic treatment is punched up by an imaginative series of special effects uh, from Variety. Uh, Mr. Patton and Miss Myers make likable teenage heroes, and Mr. England actually turns Freddy into a welcome presence. That's yeah, that's an interesting. I'll uh, accept the Freddy comments. Trace Thurman from the Horror Queers podcast, um, a review from a couple years ago. The queer subtext is arguably the most interesting part of this film, but it's undone by a uh, heteronormative and anticlimactic. Finale. That's what I'm saying it, right the there. The climax. That, is someone already said it like that. It really dude. is. What someone's already said. Someone's already like said that out loud. That the fact what that this, this whole like the subtext is the coolest part of the movie. No, is the fact that like it was <laughs> underdone. It was undone by heteronormative and anticlimactic finale. Like yeah, by how how yeah, Lisa yeah. had to kiss Freddie to release jesse like i agree with that again completely it's a shitty it's a shitty and it doesn't make sense because they already made out they were literally making out and he was kissing her boobs on the floor yeah like like how did that not uh i don't know how did that not like you know take freddie out like makes no sense yeah i don't know um, just a couple more Mac, uh, Mike, Mac Massey, Mike Massey. The scares are already less effective than before, especially when they're derived from something as goofy as a spontaneous bird combustion. That was pretty <laughs> dumb or revenge against the gym teacher. <laughs> That's yeah. The bird thing. I, I'm not wild about the bird thing. That was kind of strange. The bird um, thing really made no fucking sense. Joe Lipset says Freddie is a threat to Jesse's burgeoning queerness. He's a manifestation of Jesse's own inter internalized homophobia. I don't know if I'd say that. So when similar or sexual situations arise that might naturally encourage Jesse to consider his unorthodox for the 80s, quote unquote, sexuality, Freddie pops out. That part might be kind of true. Would you agree? Brother, what? You look baffled. Freddie's is a threat to Jesse's Burgoning queerness. He is a manifestation of Jesse's own internalized homophobia. I don't think you could say Jesse so was homophobic. His, I don't. I don't think that. Yeah, all. he wasn't. So when the sexual situation arises that might naturally encourage Jesse to consider his unorthodox for the '80s sexuality, Freddie pops out. Uh, no, it has nothing to do with his homophobia. It was just and the that fact guy's that, from that guy's from Bloody Disgusting. I don't know. That sounds like it's being taken way too seriously. You know what I mean? Yeah, seems like a way too serious review. Um, and then C.H. Newell, Father, Son, Holy Gore says an allegory about the dangers of being forced to repress your sexuality and also a fun slice of Freddy's nightmare world. I mean, that's pretty cool. I agree with that. It Look, 
like we said, um, this movie's got a million problems. It really does, but it works in a in a weird, strange way. This movie works, and it's definitely in my top three, maybe even top two of the Freddy franchise. I I, I like this movie so. Um, and I, I think that Mark Patton and Kim Myers and everyone, I, I forget the guy who's played Grady, I forget his name. Um, they did great as our two main anti- or protagonists. Uh, Robert England was arguably, again, the best he's ever played Freddy, um, which I think he actually played him really well. I, I didn't like the makeup as much in Freddy versus Jason, but Robert England played him really well in Freddy versus Jason as well. So, yeah. Um, so that's Freddy's Revenge, man. That it, it's definitely a fun movie, and I I'm looking forward to doing part three because part three kind of, you know, it, they're all kind of strange in their own way. Like part three does go back to the the formula a little bit, but at the same time, we go back to the formula while still kind of churning it out into something a little bit new with kind of what you're allowed to do in your dream. And it's you know, part three we we kind of play the around with the thought that. You know, you know, Freddie can do all these weird things in your dreams, but so can you, you know, and it's, ah, it's like that. It's different. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, it's I don't know. It, it's interesting. We'll get there. But thank you guys so much for joining us for episode number 12 of Purely and Simply Evil uh, talking a Nightmare on Elm Street part two, Freddy's Revenge. We will be back um, with part three later on. We may throw in some extras. We might take a little break from Elm Street. Um, for a couple films we're not sure what those are going to be but please be sure to follow us on twitter and instagram at we talk the movies and uh, we'll have announcements for those real real soon again in season two we are checking out all of the elm street films uh except for the remake we're going to save the remake for uh a season that we dedicate to um all of those 2000s you know late 90s early 2000s 2010s remakes of those films um so it's going to be a really fun time uh, we will be back on Tuesday for episode number 72 of Pure, uh, of not of Pure and Simple Evil, of Let's Talk Movies. Not sure what that'll be on, but again, follow us and you'll find out. So you see it right there. It's on the bottom of the screen. It's been on the bottom of the screen. Just go find us and follow it. It's not that hard. Do your job. Subscribe to the channel. <laughs> I feel like I'm a dick boss. I feel like I'm the dad. You need a methadone clinic. Uh, guys, thanks so much for... <laughs> thanks so much for hanging out with us if you haven't please leave this episode a like and let us know your thoughts in the comments we want to hear what you think of freddy's revenge so take it easy share us with a friend you guys are awesome have a great rest of your weekend peace peace i was going for you are all my children now but uh, yeah touch me baby, baby. drive me, me crazy. crazy touch, touch me, me.